Welcome to part two of Anna's story. In this episode, Anna tells us how she survived and learnt to thrive and move forward with her life after domestic abuse. If you haven't come here out of choice of not wanting to listen to part one, make sure you go back and listen to part one before listening to part two. I split some of my episodes into two parts. So if you feel you might be triggered or just don't want to hear the bad stuff, you can just listen to part two and hear all the positive ways in which myself and my guests overcome trauma, abuse and sadness and how we can help you if you're going through any of the secrets we talk about on the podcast. Welcome to the Secrets in the Powder Room, where we share stories and open up conversations about all the secrets women are forced to keep out of fear and shame. I'm Louise Bryant, professional certified coach, intuitive eating counsellor and trauma-informed domestic abuse specialist and survivor. I'm here to support you on your healing journey and help you feel like you're not alone. This is not to be a replacement of your own professional, medical or legal advice. This podcast contains adult language and content. Listener discretion is advised. For those of you who've skipped part one and came straight onto part two, I'm just going to brief you quickly on what we're talking about. So Anna has come and she's told us a story about an incident that happened between her and her ex-partner and the abuse that happened. I'm so grateful for having her on the show and how brave she is coming to tell her story. So we will continue with the interview. So Anna, how did living like this affect you? I was living in a constant state of anxiety and trauma. Except he wouldn't allow me to be depressed. I had to just get on with it and take it. Wow, that must have been really hard, not being allowed to be depressed. I mean, you can't help it if you're depressed. And surely, with all that was going on for you, that must have left you feeling very depressed. And for him to not allow you and acknowledge your feelings must have been so difficult. And with all what was going on for you, what sense did you make of all what was happening? It was just the way it was, the norm. I felt like if I just take it, or become his friend, it'd be far less painful. I, I thought it was because of his father not being in his life. And I wanted to help him and fix him and not abandon him as his dad had. Yeah, it's so common, isn't it, for us to take pity on them and think that we can fix them. And, you know, I'll be the one to save him. And if only he hadn't been treated like that as a child, he would be a much better person. And, you know, if I can just love him and show him that I'm there, he'll change and he'll be different. But it doesn't work like that, does it? So what did you have to do in order to survive all of this that was going on for you around this time? Do as he said and not tell anyone. Pretend like everything was okay. I clung to his family because that was all the friendships I was really allowed. I did have a few friends that refused to leave me, but they didn't really understand what I was going through. It's so sad that these men make us feel so isolated from everyone. Yes, that's definitely one of their tactics, isn't it? Isolating you from your friends and your family so that you've got no one to turn to when things are bad. And no one can see through him. It's good that you had his family, though, um, and I hope they were nice to you. I had my mum, too. She was my best friend, but she had her own stuff going on as well. Wow, you must have been so grateful to have your mum. And I hope that you were both able to support each other in all the stuff that you were going through at that time. So what tips or advice would you offer the listeners of today's episode? If you are experiencing domestic abuse... Tell someone. Yes, and make sure that that person that you tell is someone safe. You could tell your GP or speak to the school, maybe where your children go. Making sure that 
it's not someone who's going to use it against you or tell him or get angry at him or come and confront him. So yeah, making sure that that person is definitely a safe person to talk to. What other advice would you offer? I'd also say, if you're in an abusive relationship, make a record of every event. I used to call myself and talk to my voicemail, especially if I'd had a drink, so I could listen back the following day. That's a great idea. You know, when things are heightened and there's arguments going on and you've had a drink, it can be quite easy to forget what exactly happened. You know, especially when um, the next day they would deny, like you said before, denying what had happened. And, you know, then it was, it's like gaslighting you, isn't it? Making you feel like you're crazy and questioning yourself. Any other tips? Keeping a diary or a journal if safe. Yes, let's emphasise on if safe. If there's any chance that an abusive partner could find your journal and read it, then I would say this is not an option. Or send an email to yourself that's a separate account just for this purpose. Yes, this is a great idea. But once again, make sure that it is safe to do that. Because if you feel like your ex or your partner could be looking through your emails or connected to your phone or your social media or any kind of techie stuff that you need to have checked, make sure that he's not reading that. Or maybe have a friend or relative that can offer some help. Yeah, maybe reaching out to someone who's maybe been through abuse and has a bit of an understanding or works somewhere that might be useful and has an understanding of what domestic abuse is and the dangers around that and can make sure that there's somebody that is safe to talk to and is not going to go back to him. You don't have to stand for it. You need to get out of this toxic relationship as fast and safely as possible. Yeah, you might want to do this by calling the National Domestic Abuse Helpline or your local domestic abuse charity and maybe they can help you create a safety plan if needed to get out of this relationship. I also did the course that you offer. Yes, you did do my course and it was an absolute pleasure having you on it. And if anyone wants to know any more about that, you can get in touch with me, either email me or connect with me on social media. So how's life for you now? I'm now in a normal, loving, happy relationship. There are decent men out there. He's a bloke at the end of the day, so it's not always perfect. But I feel loved, safe and unequal in this relationship. Wow, that's quite powerful at the end there. I mean, not everybody wants to get into another relationship or feel safe to do so. It's not on their radar to even get into another relationship. But it's good to know that some of us have gone on to meet decent guys or decent women, in some of the cases of women on my course, and... And everybody deserves to be loved and feel love and love. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Anna. No, just thanks so much for having me and for listening to this story. If you feel upset or triggered by Anna's story, you could listen to my podcast number four, Self Care is Non-Negotiable, or download one of my meditations. Equally, if you've been affected by domestic abuse, you can call the National Domestic Abuse Helpline or your local domestic abuse charity. And if you're in immediate danger, call 999.